0: Mike, what are we talking about on today's episode of Moving the Goalposts?
1: Today, we discuss the Patriots making Mac Jones the starting quarterback and preview the AFC East and West.
0: And we finally get to preview week one of the NFL season. The New England Patriots have a divisional matchup with
1: the Miami Dolphins at home. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and tell a friend. Moving the Goalposts wherever you listen. You ready? You ready?
0: up, everybody? Welcome to Moving the Goalposts, New England's number one sports podcast. My name is Nick Marr, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Masala. Mike, how are you now? Doing well, brother. How are you? Not so bad. You can check out our social media profiles on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at nickmarra94. Mike, where can the listeners reach you?
1: You'll find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Masala or on Instagram at Mike Masala NFL.
0: Be sure to follow along on the Moving the Goalposts social media as well. They can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Moving the Post. Where is producer extraordinaire Andrew Meehan?
1: You know, some of us have to work each day, and we gotta miss a, a day or two here and there. So I can't give him any any crap for for not showing up today.
0: No, I think he's here. I think he's missing because he's on vacation. Actually,
1: oh, must be think, nice to take some days off.
0: I think this was a pre-established Labor Day vacation. So, me and if you're if you're listening, uh, enjoy yourself. You, you deserve it. You deserve but it. All, we should give him some homework. All the hard work that he puts in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I gave. I him had last homework. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. You had very good answers, too. Thank you, you. Very good answers. I was because I was surprised to see what was it that you took the um, did you take the Titans to win the division?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was like, really over the Colts? Like, I guess. But there was there was a controversial take in there somewhere that I needed some clarification on. I remember that. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll give them some homework uh, throughout the episode. We'll just a book th- report would be we'll, nice. Yeah. We'll 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 touch touch base with him every every five (laughs) minutes we'll set an alarm but no masala we've finally made it and to be honest with you this isn't this isn't just like a we've finally made it after an off season this is like a you and i have finally made it to a real nfl season with i know fans in the stadium it's going to be we had full training camps Full like this is what we've been so used to. This is gonna be the first chance where we can actually like sit down and talk NFL football for an entire year and have some meat on the bone to talk about. But uh you know, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention what I think is the leading storyline in all of New England right now, at least for the Patriots, and that is it's a week old. I, I understand that, but you pre-record podcasts, sometimes news breaks shortly thereafter cam newton is no longer a patriot it's insane honestly i i was not expecting it at all i was anticipating that he would be on the roster all year i was predicting that he would be the starter for about half the season just to give mac jones a little bit of a softer landing does not seem like that was really the direction they wanted to go in after that that giants debacle during the joint practices where cam didn't get COVID, but couldn't go to the facility. Again, all those rules are, they're kind of uh, minutiae to me. It, it just, it's too many details to, to figure out exactly what's going on, but yeah, we're going forward now and we got our, our, our rookie quarterback, our, our quarterback of the future is now the quarterback of the present. So what were, what were your first uh, reactions when you heard the Cam Newton news?
1: It was, it was stunning to me, to be honest, like, we went into this offseason. We all we all knew what Cam was last year, and Belichick still decided to bring him back. So I think we all kind of accepted the fact that Belichick was resigned to having him as a starter, no matter what the situation was. Uh, you heard conversations throughout the throughout the preseason, like who would you who would you keep in there? They look to be about the same. Um, I know I had always been on the side of if it's the same, I'd rather go with the rookie. I know some of you guys were were kind of going back and forth. Um, it it was it was honestly shocking that they because we saw him take all of the first team reps in all of the games um, and and most of the practices uh, minus the practices that Cam was absent. So something. Something had to have changed there. We'll probably not get the story from one William Belichick. It will probably come from Cam Newton via Instagram or sip and smoke episode or something. Um, but it's, it does seem like just something changed in the last week because he, he's been saying it. Cam's a starter, giving him all the reps. What other team gives a quarterback – all the first team reps in all the games and then switches to a different quarterback. It just doesn't make sense. Why do you prepare your backup quarterback to be your starter that way?
0: I just, I know that there's some scuttlebutt going around on the, the news outlets, the talk radio, and uh, people are kind of hypothesizing that something must have happened in a negative way, either like a falling out or, Uh, You know, Belichick maybe went to Newton and said, you're going to be the backup. And Cam had had an issue with that because he didn't look at himself as a backup or he felt like he deserved the starting job. And the reason that the departure has been so cold is is related to something uh, behind the scenes that's happened. I don't think that's the case at all. I I really didn't even get the sense that there was this like, well, Cam's not here, We're not going to talk about him. We're only going to talk about the players that are here type thing. Like it it really did kind of, it did feel like that. Sorry. Not that it didn't feel like that. It felt like he was just ready to move on. It's we're not going to talk about Cam Newton. Just like we're not going to talk about cash Malouia or Harvey (laughs) Lange. I mean, there is just, if he's not on a team anymore and you have no intentions of bringing him back, there's no reason to, to necessarily have big long discussions about him now I understand the press is going to be confused and the fan base is going to want answers but I'm okay with him not being here I mean I wanted him to be the guy I wanted him to start last year even going back to our earliest episodes I was re-listening and and I was 100% team cam I, I looked at that acquisition as giving New England a chance of winning the division again I picked them to win the division last year that didn't pan out very well so now it's it's like have you upgraded at quarterback or are you just going with something that it's like the what's this the phrase the the evil you don't know is better than the evil that you do or something like that I don't
1: I don't know (laughs) yeah I, I just think at this point I thought they were pretty similar I wasn't overly sold on cam being all that different from last year uh, in, in his limited reps. Cause he wasn't getting a ton of reps in the game. He was getting like a series or two pretty much every game. Um, and I, I just didn't see that much of a difference that made me want to see more of him. And, and in my mind, if, like I said, if you're going, if you have the option with a rookie and they are about the same, I'd rather build on the guy who has the the future and the promise like to me, Cam Newton may have the higher floor, but Mac Jones has the way higher ceiling. Like I think that that he can obviously continue to rise up. I think we've seen the best of Cam at this point. Um, and I, I, every I feel like everybody said it. Like we all love Cam off the field. <laughs> like I love everything about Cam's like leadership, like his attitude, the way he the way he like leads on the sideline, like everything. I love everything about Cam except the way he plays quarterback right now. And I just don't think it's conducive. You've, you've seen it in all, in all the preseason games. Like it looks, it looks more like a Patriots offense when Mac Jones is in.
0: I agree. I agree hundred yeah. percent as a fan, as a, as a, a viewer of football, it looks more competent,
1: right? And way more competent. I, I do get the, if you have Kim Newton, you have somewhere to turn to if things go go bad Mac Jones with Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer Garrett Gilbert whoever the quarterbacks are now like you don't really have that if things go bad that's fine because a rookie quarterback and a quarterback in the NFL is going to need to learn how to work through you're like you're not going to go out and be benching Mac Jones because he has a bad half four weeks into the season that could have happened with Cam Newton to lead to Mac Jones but you, you want your guys to learn through these mistakes and you want them to play and, and get, get better. And that's not gonna happen if you're if you're like keeping him holding him back from from these good matchups.
0: So do you one hundred percent think that Jones is ready? Like I would make the argument that if even if there is a a sliver of doubt, you'd be better off just holding off a little bit. There's no reason that you need to force him into a starting position for a 17-game season right away. I, I just I don't think that this team has Super Bowl aspirations. I think it would be nice if they won a playoff game. That That's probably my ceiling for them. Um, I, I just don't see him necessarily getting better by playing in every single game this year I think having that soft landing letting him make mistakes but manageable mistakes might have been the better way to go and I know that you you had mentioned having having Cam as a backup would almost give you a better option if something were to happen to Jones I don't I don't think they really operated the offenses the same way though so if you take one guy out and you put the other one in you're kind of changing the entire game plan I mean it does kind of surprise me that they don't have another quarterback on the roster, that they're just going with practice squad guys. And then I would assume they're going to elevate one of them for game days, but I don't know if I've ever seen a team ever do something like that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a weird situation. And the, the practice squad rules now definitely like lend itself to that. Maybe you'll see a little bit more, but yeah, especially the level of quarterback that they have. Like, I'm as big of a Brian Hoyer fan as you'll find is I don't feel super comfortable with him uh, being your, quote-unquote, like, sole backup right now. No. Uh, um, and I don't know if they're just waiting until Siddham is healthy enough to, to get back into the active roster or something, but it, it, I still don't feel great about it. Yeah, I, I as far as Jones being ready, I think he – like, I don't know what – the exact bar for that is in my head. Like if I see him make this pass on, on, in this circumstance, is is that ready? Like I, I think he is up for the challenge. I think he has played football at a high level in college, albeit for a year under one of the toughest coaches in one of the toughest divisions and uh, the toughest program in, in college football. So I think you're getting almost as ready of an NFL starter as you can have. And you, you're seeing these other teams also go to their rookies, everybody except the bears, for some reason, who are still rolling with Andy Dalton. That blows my mind. Um, Secret weapon. (laughs) It it just, I, I think, I think he can be, I think he is just about ready. Like, I don't, I don't know if, what exactly ready is, but I feel comfortable with him being in there.
0: This is what I would say about Mac Jones. And I I'm seeing it now when I get an opportunity to watch not games, but some of the highlights and and hear some of the footage or uh, recordings about the other rookie quarterbacks in this class. Jones is the most NFL ready because it doesn't seem like he's going to develop as much as some of the other guys. Like what he's going to be able to do in his rookie season, he's probably not going to be able to do much more in year 3, four, five, 10, 15. You know, who knows how long his career is, but I don't know. I just, I keep thinking to myself, he's played in what, 13 games, 12 games, the most over the course of six years. And now you're going to ask him to go through a 17 game NFL season with really not much help behind him. And I know he's got improved uh, weapons on the offensive line, and they're definitely going to be a run-heavy team. Um, so that'll alleviate a lot of pressure off of him. But I, I, I just, I've seen rookie quarterbacks struggle in the past. I've seen good rookie quarterbacks struggle in the past, and I think a lot of it just has to do with being exposed so much that when you start making mistakes and you can't, kind of keep yourself from making those same mistakes. You get yourself down into a pit and you can't climb out of it.
1: Right. And I, and I am worried about some things like in that giants game, there was, he took like four or five sacks in that game. And there were definitely a couple that I wish he threw the ball away. That again, that's, that's coming with the learning. So maybe that's the part where he might not be ready for that. But we also saw cam do the exact same thing, like every game last year. So I just feel I don't know. I'm just ready for it, the offense to go through him. And you kind of you kind of work with what, what you got now. Like you you it's kind of just all up in the air. I don't necessarily love the wide receivers at this point. I don't think they showed me really anything in preseason. And although they're bigger names than than what you had last year, I I, I don't know. Um I guess we'll get into that more with the with the preview stuff for both the division and the game, but I I, I think I'm ready for, for the Mac attack.
0: Yeah, I am too. Like I was excited. I'm happy. I can't say I was sad or angry or disappointed or pick whatever emotion you want about Cam Newton, not getting the starting job and about him being released. Cause I did think that he played better in the, uh, in the preseason as well. Like he looked a hell of a lot better than he did at times during the regular season last year. But again, is that just because he had limited snaps so he wasn't exposed as much. He wasn't able to make as many mistakes or, you know, maybe he is getting healthier. Maybe his lower body's feeling better. Maybe his, his shoulder is feeling better and he's able to throw the ball better. There were some, there were some passes that he made that I was surprised he, he, he made those passes that he got the ball into the tight window, but it still doesn't look fluid, comfortable, natural, like an NFL quarterback. It just doesn't look like it.
1: Yeah, as long as he's throwing like a like he's shot, putting the ball. I, don't, I just every time I watch him throw the ball, it, 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 like, cringe, it makes me cringe a little it's, bit.
0: It's, it's awful. But you mentioned division previews. We, we enter the, the final week of our division previews. We ironically planned things out super well so that taking a week off actually benefited us by Perfect. lining up the division previews on a weekly basis to bring us up to the beginning of the season. Anyway, today we have the AFC West and the AFC East. And I think you probably... We, we've been talking about each of these divisions in both of these conferences. And, and I, te- I tend to ask the question, how many playoff teams do you think are going to come out of these divisions? And I think with these two, there is a very, very, very strong chance that in the AFC, you will get two teams from each division. But why don't we start off in the AFC West um, cause I think it's a no brainer who we have at the top of the division. Uh, it, it, I think it should be a no brainer who we have at the bottom of the division as well, but we'll probably end up disagreeing on that one. Uh, where, how do you want to start things off? Do you want to, do you want to go top to bottom or bottom to top?
1: Yeah, let's go, let's go top to bottom. Cause I think that with this division specifically.
0: Yeah. I mean, you go ahead. Who's your first place team?
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, I'm gonna take a shock here, and I'm gonna take the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah,
0: the the two-time defending AFC champions, the Patrick Mahomes-led Mister 500 million dollar man, or however much money he's he's getting now, uh, co-owner, of the Kansas City Royals.
1: <laughs> Maybe Sporting KC too. He's just, I think Sporting. He's KC. literally is- just buying anything that he can, and that's a smart move. Yeah, that's a businessman right there. This
0: is this is the guy who years ago people called him the the next best thing and even this year he he made the cover of madden as the quote-unquote baby goat i don't i don't know how that's possible but well okay uh it's got to be kansas city i mean they're so deep they're so talented the only thing that could get in their way is injury and even that as long as it's not mahomes missing an extended period of time i still think they'd be able to manage their way through the season and win this division
1: yeah absolutely they had like even in the super bowl last year their problems were with the offensive line they they lost a lot of those guys this offseason and they replaced them with with other like great offensive linemen joe tooney's there austin blights there they traded for orlando brown um they're getting kyle long i think he is battling injury right now so i think he'll be back soon but you got a a good group of a great group of talented players there um the only like real offensive piece, weapons wise, they lost was Sammy Watkins, and you you kind of had like Demarcus Robinson and and Mikael Hardman like ready to step up, so they're they're right back in the mix again. I'm I'm not too worried about them taking a, a fall this season.
0: Now defensively, I know they've had some playmakers in the past. You know Tyron Matthew has has been a stud for them. Um, is Chris no, not Chris Jones. Is it Chris Jones? Why am yeah, Chris, Chris? Chris Jones is like the football name that pops up every five years with a very different person.
1: Yeah, there's there's ten of them. Chris Jones yeah. uh famously, I think, blocked a field goal like, with for the Patriots against uh the Giants or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Chris Jones, uh 94 Chris Jones. Yep, white Chris Jones, one of the right. white Chris Jones. Uh but they've they've got good players on defense but i think that that might be the uh, the downfall for them if it's going to be be anything is they just they never really strike me as the type of team that's going to win a game that's more of like that 17 to 10 12 to 9 type gross defensive struggle game the super right. bowl your team scored 9 points you let up 31
1: mm-hmm.
0: so if there were going to be two things that would make me not select Kansas city as, as the top team in the division, it would really just be their defense and health, which health kind of plays into it with everybody. But um, right. do we have the same team listed at number two? I've got the Los Angeles Chargers as the, the second place team.
1: Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm such a believer in everything Justin Herbert related. Uh, I really, really like the guy a lot. They, they, uh, this another team that could have like great weapons. They brought over um, their offensive coordinator from the Saints. I believe it's one of the Lombardis. Um, and they said that they want to make Mike Williams into, the, into Michael Thomas. And I, huh. I've been a big Michael huh. Mike Williams fan as well. I don't okay. know if that's, that's really possible to turn Michael a guy Tom, into. Michael
0: Th- yeah, Michael. Th- sorry, but Michael Thomas can run. Right. Mike Williams is slightly better than Nikhil Harry.
1: Whoa. This is, this is slanderous. If I've ever heard it, I I love Michael Williams type
0: of player though. Like Mike Williams is the type of guy. He's just going to be able to do stuff inside the twenties. Like what does he do in the majority of the middle of the field? He's nothing. I,
1: I am very interested to see exactly how he fits that mold. Cause his route running like Michael, that's what Michael Thomas does extremely well. Like right. His, his route, route running is impeccable. So if, if you are saying that somewhere in Mike Williams in these first couple years, and he's dealt with some injuries here and there, but if you say, if you're saying that inside that marble block, he can chisel away and find Michael Thomas, I'd be, I'd be insanely impressed with
0: that. Like, I'm even trying to remember what he was like in Clemson. I don't even remember him being anything more than like a red zone threat in college. Like he was just a bigger guy, bigger than everybody else. He could post up and it was just, he'd come down with the ball.
1: Yeah, that's a no, lofty, lofty goal. It's a, it's a very strong goal for them. Um, but I, I like I think I think they have a lot of talent there. And it's another team that they're getting a, a guy, a guy back in Derwin James. Like he is you like your lifeblood of your defense. And he he's been like in and out with the last two years. Um, they did lose like a lot of other talented players on the defense. Casey Hayward, Denzel Perriman, Melvin Ingram, the, those guys are all gone. So that does concern me a little bit considering their defense was a little uh, bit of an issue last year. But I think the other part of the issue was their coaching. <laughs> yeah. Like as long as you're able to uh, change over from Anthony Lynn and, and kind of move that into the past you and you got a defensive, I believe their, their head coach, Brendan Staley, I believe was the D defensive coordinator of the Rams. So I think I think I'm, that can help them a little bit. I'm trying to
0: remember, I, I heard like a report of some sort over the last week that Anthony Lynn either was doing something in practices like ridiculous or there was some type of change that happened during the offseason and, and a lot of the younger players in in the Chargers organization were like, oh my God, is this actually what you're supposed to do? It was it was like just and I really don't even remember what it was, but I remember hearing about how Anthony Lynn was running his team in a certain way. That was just so bizarre that when their new head coach came in, it it, kind of like turned things into a professional organization again, but
1: not surprising from how the way that they played last year at, at points,
0: but they were good in 2018. And then, like you said, they, they, Kind of struggled on defense with injury over the the nineteen and twenty season, and and they took a dive. But offensively, I think they they really can give Kansas City a run for their money.
1: Yeah, I I hundred I percent agree. Like you might not be sold on Mike Williams, but like they have other guys. Like Justin Herbert is is an up and coming like great quarterback. I think uh, yeah. I think he showed that very early, and he was uh, he was a guy who. They knew he wasn't ready, and they thrust him in because of they stabbed Ty- well, Tyrod Taylor right in the lung. "Quote
0: unquote." <laughs> knew he wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. and
1: then, imagine being an imagine if they just stabbed Cam Newton in the lung, and that's how Matt Jones
0: got. In. You know what, though, good for Tyrod Taylor because he has a job now in in Houston. He that's was fair. named the starting quarterback today. So,
1: congrats and, to Rod.
0: And I've heard that he's he's had some success during the preseason and. He's got a, a rapport with with his receivers, so who knows? Maybe Houston will surprise us this year.
1: Yeah, they'll win three games. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really like the Chargers a lot. Austin Eckler is there as well, and I think he's kind of a a do it all back. I I like. I think if it wasn't for the Chiefs, this is a an easy division winner, and they're just playing in the division with the best team in the league.
0: Ah, I see. That I'm not 100 percent sure I agree on saying that it would be an easy division win if it weren't for Kansas City. While I do think that San Diego, San Diego, while I do think that Los Angeles is going to give Kansas City its run for its money, its run for their run for their money, its run for their money. <laughs>
1: this, this is this is going to be like a European soccer thing. Like, it's 2021. That call, it's,
0: how do I not understand pronouns?
1: Th- no, th- the problem is is that.
0: some people say team
1: (laughs) yes that as well (laughs) but some people say team is like it is is it's an it or an organization and some people say they as in a group of people right so it's like always it's always thrown me off with with that especially in in like in in england for their soccer teams every there it's all it it's all a club instead of the people and that it i always say they.
0: (laughs) i do too i think that way or we uh if there was going to be a team to kind of challenge Los Angeles, I actually think it would be my third place team. Who do you have in third place?
1: I have Denver in third place. I do as well. Okay. All right, cool, cool, cool.
0: Cause I know uh, you're a Derek Carr guy. So I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were going to give him that whole, like, uh, well, you know, they They got another year with rugs and you know, their defense is coming together. And I was like, mm. I, cause I do like the Raiders. I do. But I just I don't think that they're at the same level as Denver is talent wise, and mm-hmm. if they can figure things out with Teddy Bridgewater, that's why I would say that they could kind of compete with the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely get that. The Broncos—it's uh, another team, super talented. They're getting Cortland Sutton back, uh, having a offensive uh, trio of pass catchers in Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Noah Fant. That's that's a delicacy. That that it that is going to be a great group of guys and uh see my question with them is and the reason why i don't have them in that conversation for second just yet and it's it's strictly because of i haven't seen teddy bridgewater put up numbers that are good enough to like get to that next level like i think teddy bridgewater's like best season he's thrown for like 20 touchdowns and that's just no he hasn't had the 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 talent that he does have now which is which does give me some hope um because i i really do i really do like like a lot of the weapons on this team um so i think teddy bridgewater starts does well this year and i think they they do have that potential to be in that second place that second place spot but i i do like the chargers more than them um and you're also getting like you're getting von miller back you have you improved your defense again. Like you, you lost A.J. Bouye, but you're bringing in Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby and Patrick Sertan. They drafted Javante Williams from, from UNC to go along with uh, Melvin Gordon in the backfield.
0: They still have Justin Simmons,
1: right? They still have, you still have Justin Simmons in there. You got Bradley Chubb. It's like this, this is a team that if they put it all together, could, Surprise some people and end up being a wild card team for a team that finished five and eleven last
0: year. I mean, it, it really is. This has been the narrative with Denver over the last decade: is if they've got a quarterback, they can compete for a championship, and if they don't have a quarterback, they are miles away.
1: Right. They were my dark horse team last year. I was in love with all their players, and then you started seeing Corwin Sutton got hurt, and then Derek, uh, Drew Locke just never took that step that I thought he might all sim- simply because of the one rap video on the sideline. Like it, that that sold me for his entire career. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say someone's football playing ability is what should sell you on their, their success as a football hey, player. Not necessarily hey. what they do with their time on the sidelines.
1: Eh, I, either or Teach on, the,
0: on the field, off the field. There's, there's a little bit of a difference, a <laughs> little bit of a difference. What do you what do you think about uh, Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders? They they opened up their stadium last year, but no one got to go inside it. Now everybody gets to go inside that beautiful piece of property.
1: Yeah, it's one hell of a uh, architecture. Mm. Uh, the guy who designed that definitely didn't have any ideas. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the Raiders are a decent team. They're just not as good as the other teams in this division. Like. I, I do like Derek Carr. I don't love his weapons around him. Henry Ruggs hasn't really shown a whole lot of anything just yet. It is very early in his career, obviously. They lose Nelson Aguilar. Um, they did get a lot of solid additions to their to their defense. They brought in guys like Solomon Thomas, Quentin Jefferson. They brought in the two the two guys from the Chargers and Casey Hayward and Denzel Perriman. They I traded or signed Yannick and So They they did make a lot of good upgrades to a to a defense that struggled at times last year. Um, I just again it's the fact that they're playing in this division. I don't like. I don't think they're gonna lose like win only five or six games. I think it's going to be a a close division the whole way around.
0: See, that's in a seventeen game season. It would be very difficult for a team. I think to finish with like two wins, three wins, mm-hmm. unless they are that bad, just because I think y- you're going to beat each other up at some point in the division. Right. Like I, gone are going to be the days where the division winner goes like five and one against the teams in their division during the season. I, right. It's just going to be too difficult to to maintain that now. Um, it, it really does for me, come down with lot for, for Vegas kind of comes down to coaching i mean i know that john gruden has been able to kind of turn the the roster around and and people really question him after the khalil mack trade i actually saw a rumor that not so long ago they inquired with chicago about bringing khalil mack back to the Raiders. that would
1: be a wild move
0: that would be a wild (laughs) mood considering how he how he how he left but i i i think Vegas would be better suited with a more modern coach, maybe a more modern general manager. And I like the talent on the team. So I'm not saying that Mayock has done an awful job in, in getting guys to play uh, or Gruden, even if he's involved in some of the personnel decisions, which I would imagine he is. But doesn't seem like they will ever really be able to live up to their potential in that division. And I think it's because the, the the coach or the program is what's going to hold them back.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that being true. I'm I'm not a huge cruden guy, uh, but yeah, 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 you're you're 100% right with uh, with everything about the coaching staff and the culture there. I think I think it doesn't lend itself to modern day football.
0: I think if you were actually going to compare the Raiders to another team in another division, I'd say they're pretty close to the Jaguars. Like, Jacksonville had a rough year last year, but when you look at their team, like, their team's got a lot of talent on it as well. Their, their defense has some holes in it, but, like, Miles Jack is, is phenomenal. He might be, outside of Fred Warner the best linebacker, the off-ball linebacker, at least. Um, it's just the simple fact that Jacksonville plays in a division with Tennessee and Indianapolis, and they can kind of beat up on Houston. Vegas doesn't really have that team that they can beat up on. If anything, they're going to be the ones to get beat up on. So but right. I think quality wise and, and similarities, you could look at Jacksonville and Urban Meyer is not really the guy that I would want to go with.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no, they're, they're they are very similar. And uh, like, I, I do, I do think they're a decent team uh, players on the field, like on paper, I just don't know if they're, they're going to be able to put it all together to make any sort of run at uh, second or third place finish in this division.
0: AFC East, how many wins do the Jets get? Over, under four and a half. I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going I'm to give them five. Me too. Me too. I like the Jets this year. I don't love them. I don't, I don't think they're going to finish out of the basement, but I like Zach Wilson. I do, and I think as long as either the city, the fan base, doesn't ruin him, he could be good. He should be good.
1: That's a lot be to very ask. Very good.
0: No, oh, I know. <laughs> and with with Saleh as their head coach now, I think you're you're going to be getting more professionalism and a a more consistent message than what you had with Gase. But it it is. There's still the Jets. It's like you've got these guys that. <sighs> That Hard Knocks episode with Rex Ryan talking about them at Hofstra to this day is the perfect, perfect picture of the New York Jets as a franchise. Perfect. Uh, five wins, though. I think that's that's fair. I think that's fair. I would go over four and a half as well. But, yeah, I think the Jets have to finish in, in last place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh ah. I seem to be a little bit lower on Zach Wilson than everybody else. I didn't watch him a ton in the preseason, so I'm not exactly sure um, how he that. Looked good, he looked yeah, real good. A lot of a lot of people said he looked he looked really good, and I I'll, I'll give it to him. Like if if he can come in and I, I said it, I think the last episode I was on, which was now a few weeks ago, that I don't like quarterbacks from schools like BYU or Duke. Um, it's just I I, I don't know. I, I do think I I do like their head coach. Um, and they've added some pieces that will make it a little easier for him to adjust.
0: Well, I will say though, they've been struggling mightily with injuries this preseason. They lost, uh, Carl Lawson Uh, or Shaq Lawson,
1: uh, Carl, no Carl Lawson. You're right. You're right. They have, they traded for Shaq Lawson. Carl Lawson got hurt.
0: Yeah. And, uh, there was another, uh, Bless Austin I think was a defensive back that played pretty well for them over the last couple of years, didn't get a ton of time, but they they waived him during during training camp and he's now in Seattle. So it's some I know what you're saying and that th- he's got some pieces to play with. Uh obviously a, a big defensive guy was the DC in San Francisco. Had a lot of success with those guys, but you're talking about a team that had tons of talent. Now he's right. going to an organization that's got
1: talent and i think he's got a little bit of the dan campbell in him where he's just like a a a manly man except he just knows when to shut up (laughs) he just uh, he just doesn't say the biting kneecap stuff he just he feels it and he and he admits it but he doesn't say
0: it i think the detroit lions
1: are going to be so much fun to watch (laughs) oh me too i I kind of wish they got hard knocks
0: not play football but they'll be fun to follow (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh they they absolutely would have been a better watch on hard knocks this year than dallas like absolutely
0: especially with like jared goff coming in
1: <laughs> how um, does a cali kid ad- adjust to dan campbell in detroit I, I would love to i would love to watch it
0: <laughs> uh, would have would have been a good one. Third place miami
1: yeah i have miami in third place uh they finished in second last year Definitely still building in the right direction, uh, and I we've said it time and time again. I love Brian Flores. Like I, I really do think he's one. That, he's gonna be one of like the first successful Belichick disciples. And, and I don't know if successful as in winning a Super Bowl, um, but I do think he he will not be like a below five hundred guy.
0: What's the benchmark, Bill O'Brien?
1: He's the best so far.
0: Yeah, I don't think O'Brien has. Does he have a playoff win? I don't think so.
1: I don't know if he has a playoff win, but he has. A, I think he has a couple makes. I, they keep getting knocked out of the first round.
0: Yeah, I I I do like Brian Flores, but I think for the first time in about a year, I am hesitant to say that the impact he made when he first got to Miami is going to to follow through because now he's going to be there for a third season. And the thing that I was always saying about him was he gets the players to play for him. Ran into a little bit of a hiccup during the offseason with Xavier Howard, financial situation that they were able to figure out. Um, obviously offensive, offensively they they drafted Jalen Uh, they acquired Will Fuller, signed him, I believe in free agency. Devontae Parker should be healthy. They got a couple other receivers that have had decent games for them in the past. Miles Gaskin is. They're supposed number one back, but they're probably going to go running back by committee. Uh, defensively, though, outside of Howard, I, I, they kind of lost a lot, didn't they? Like there was yeah. a little bit of a transition for them this season.
1: Right. Yeah, they definitely lost like like Kyle Vannoy and Devon Godshar are, are both in New England now. Um, their defensive back Bobby McCain, like he's gone. They, they did lose a little bit there. The Kyle Van Noy situation was very weird in in Miami last Super season. Super weird, very very weird. And that would be like the one thing I I'm intrigued with the Flores situation down there is how that plays out with with a lot of the players. I'm not sure how Kyle Van Noy was viewed in the locker room. People here seem to like him. Um, the players, at least <laughs> uh, the fan the fans, kind of go back and forth with him as as he leaves and comes and goes and says things that. Um, maybe shouldn't say, <laughs> but I, like, yeah, I do think their, their defense has lost a little bit. I'm just not as sold at, on Tua yet. Like, off, like I don't know how anybody could be. He came in, had some, had like the same record as Ryan Fitzpatrick in those games. I just, like well, he got
0: Patrick at one point, right? Didn't he? And
1: right. And they ended up going
0: back with, Tua in like the next week or something
1: Right exactly so like and I Get that he's, he's a rookie in A very similar situation to Mac Jones where he was the main Starter for I think only a year And he had come in and uh, Was like replaced Jalen Hurts is that correct I'm-
0: So he was as a freshman He came in during the playoffs And won a national Championship and then the following Season I think they Lost in Clemson Won. And then in his third year, I believe they won it again. Okay. So I think so, he played. Yeah. He, I think he played, but one of those. I think it was his third year, right? Didn't he get injured like four weeks into the season? So he really only played like one season. You're right.
1: Right. Uh, so I may, maybe maybe played like a little bit more. Obviously, parts of other seasons, but I, I, I don't know. It was like just the situation where I. Maybe he wasn't fully healthy. Maybe he wasn't grasping the playbook. And it does take some time to adjust the NFL level. We all we all say that all the time. I just, I don't know. I just didn't see a lot from him last year that instilled a lot of confidence in me going into this year. Um, what
0: I would say is he looked in college like he was a, he was a quarterback. Right. Now that he's in the NFL, he just, he doesn't look like a quarterback. It's either he's too small or maybe it's because he's left-handed or – I I don't know what it is, but he just he doesn't look like he's comfortable out there.
1: Yeah, no, I I 100 percent agree. And the the lefty thing did play a big factor uh, for me when I when he was going through the draft process. And he obviously was never going to make it to New England's pick. But there was some talk about trading up at at some points. Oh, yeah. Um, And just for me i don't know i lefty quarterbacks same thing byu lefty quarterback you're, you're we're finding out my scale of of There's, who i will draft and who i won't draft. i
0: mean there is literally a hall of fame super bowl champion quarterback lefty that's left handed from I
1: and i would never draft steve young i'll never do it that's okay
0: he only won once only won once
1: had a very good team
0: now here comes the controversy Let's just leave New England to the end, whether they're in first place or second place. I uh, last year, I picked them to win the division because it just I wanted to hold on. I wanted to hold on for one more year. I didn't want to give it up. Now that the division runs through Buffalo. You have to earn it. So I think that Buffalo will win the division this year.
1: I also have Buffalo winning the division. I think I I think I think did pick them last year. You did. Um, and I I just haven't seen a whole lot that said either one of these other teams is going to jump that far up or they're going to fall that far back. Because it was three games they won by last year, like a pretty significant margin. It wasn't like they were fighting in the last week to, to stave off the division.
0: But they could have. I mean, if New England had given a little bit of a better effort in that, that late season game at home, then you kind of set up a little bit more of a a tight butthole situation down the stretch for, for the, for the bills where it's like, Oh, are we going to win this thing? Or are we not like, here comes new England. But Mm -hmm. yeah, they, they kind of waltzed through the year last year. Josh Allen obviously took a massive jump, finished second in MVP voting. Uh, They handed him a huge contract, which, I don't know if I've ever told you my take on Josh Allen, but I would not have given him that money. Would not have given him that money. Here's a guy who struggled in his first year, got better in his second year, took a huge jump in his third year. What happens when you get rid of Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley, Devin Singletary? You start moving in guys that are average again.
1: Right. What's it going to look like? It's kind of uh, the discussion you have with every quarterback when they get paid. Like when you can't afford, when you can't afford a Stefan Diggs and you have to replace him with either, I don't know, either a rookie or a a guy on a way cheaper contract. Like you're going to have to start making those decisions when you give guys these big contracts. And it's not like they were forced to give this to him in his going into his fourth year. Like you still have this year and next to make that decision. Right. I, if the, I, if the I the market, think
0: it was a. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and if the market goes down, like you, you don't have to compare Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes. Right. I would say a fair comparison for Josh Allen is Ryan Tannehill. Is Ryan Tannehill making that much money? Like I know he's making a lot, but I think he's making 17 million a year, 20 million a year, if that. Right. Like Allen's going to be making a ton of money and he's talented, he's good. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback yet. When right. I say and, franchise quarterback, I mean that like, he's the guy that on third and 11, you're down by four ball on your 35. He's going to convert maybe not with and, his legs or his arm, but he'll figure out a way.
1: Right. And we know exactly why they did this too. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's the same situation. Ryan Tannehill in Miami. You have a guy who shows you something shows you a, a fair amount of success. And, to be fair, Josh Allen's this one season was better than any season Ryan Tannehill had in Miami. Teams are so afraid to lose out on a guy that they think could be really good that they'll they'll jump at that opportunity to pay you. So if you show a flash, they'll give you that bag right away. A hundred percent. Again, you could have waited till the end of year four, the end of year five to make this decision. And Josh Allen had one really you could good. Have franchised
0: one. him after that too. Then couldn't you
1: Right, like You could have gone
0: year to year with this guy if you wanted to.
1: It, it, and it's not like he doesn't seem like a guy who. Like it would play into a, a negative thing. Like, I don't know, like Kirk Cousins didn't like the year to year thing. And I get that. Like, there's no stability long term, but I don't know. Josh Allen just kind of seems like a guy who's. Like here to for the love of the game. Kind of
0: like what he wants to do anyway is not think about the future too much. It's just let me just take it one year at a time.
1: Right. Let me let me ride, throw some deep passes and and maybe maybe some interceptions. I don't know. But it's just like, it, it, yeah, it didn't, didn't have to be done now. But I do like, I do think he he obviously has that arm talent. It's all just limiting mistakes with him. Yeah. Like if you if you can keep that. If you can like have Alex Smith be in his in in his, like in his headset like as the offensive quarter and be like hey like this is a, this decision making down. I want you to run. check yeah. down. Like, throw throw down to Zach Moss. Throw down to Evan Singletary. Dawson Knox is still there. Like I don't you that that is what they need to limit because he does have a very like impressive uh, set of skills for for a quarterback and and his running ability they don't the reason why Buffalo's uh, running backs, you'll see them like, not really go high in any drafts in fantasy, is because he is the Cam Newton of this generation. Like, like he is running rusher. the ball. In. Yeah, exactly. He's running the ball and from the inside the ten, pretty much every time.
0: And he's so big, you can't take him down. Exactly. Right? He doesn't need to initiate contact. He's just bouncing off
1: guys. It's he, they're they're set up well. It is just a question of how long will that last, and does Josh Allen turn back into a pumpkin?
0: I think they do take a step back this year. I do. I don't think really? they're going back to the conference championship. I just, I think Buffalo is, is it a Cole and,
1: Beasley thing? No,
0: no. I don't have a problem. <laughs> like Cole Beasley's an asshole, but I don't have a huge problem with him because <laughs> I don't have to deal with him. But I, um, I, I, I just. Buffalo. Like it's Buffalo. Are we being serious? It's Buffalo. Like this is a team that might not even have a team next year. (laughs) What are we doing? Are we really going to let Buffalo come back and control this division for a decade now. No, it's not going to happen. And I think that with the improved defense that new England has now, just in those head to head games against the bills, I think they'll be able to scheme up and figure out Josh Allen. So he's not going to have, you know, a day where he's throwing for over 300 yards and rushing for 70 yards and two touchdowns and, and, you know, just lighting them up on all three levels of of the defense. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Maybe I'm just hopeful, but long term with Josh Allen, I just don't know if he's consistent enough. I got to see him do it for two consecutive years where he's the best player on the team or best player on the offense, at least for me to hand him a contract like that.
1: PMT always describes some of his plays as the, the pressing all the buttons type plays. Like, like he's like rolling out and he presses like X, Y, A, N, like try and and the ball just randomly, like will go five yards behind him and someone will catch it and run it back for a pick six.
0: I would say that's (laughs) an apt, apt analysis.
1: (laughs) Just, just limit those type of plays. And I think, I think they'll be pretty good.
0: All right. Patriots. We got them finishing second. Why do we have them finishing in second place because we think Buffalo's better or because we don't think New England's at their peak yet?
1: I think that's a little bit of both for me. I uh, do think I do think Buffalo is better and I still don't think New England's at their peak yet cuz like I think Buffalo has the more talented options. Right now they have the more talented quarterback obviously. Um and I think their defense—they're pretty close. Like I love the Patriots' defense right now, but I'm a little nervous not having Stephon Gilmore in there for the first six weeks. And I know that he'll supposedly be back week seven, ready to go. But I—I I don't know. Like I'm—I'm I'm still a little nervous having J.C. Jackson and like either Jalen Mills or Joanne Williams on the other side. Like well, I, I don't—I don't love that.
0: I think they're really, really, really going to he- heavily depend on the front seven pressure from the front four, maybe only rushing three guys, you know, stunts, things like that. They're going to scheme up a lot with their linebackers and their defensive line. And then you just kind of have to give safety help over the top. I know it would be nice to be able to bring Kyle Duggar down into the box and and help out in the run game, but you might just have to depend on your linebackers to, to defend the run this year. You've, you've got a much better group than you did last season. So I think that's definitely a chance that you can take, but you're right. The defense looks a lot better when Stefan Gilmore is covering one half of the field.
1: Mm-hmm. We talked about it all all offseason like this is a guy you have to get this money done. You have to get it situated. And, and for whatever reason, whether you want to believe it's the injury that's really still nagging him and he's not going to be able to play, which is it's just not true. Um, or it's the money. They, I just can't believe they didn't get it done. It it is it is infuriating because and maybe maybe it's because they wanted the the numbers were so far off. Maybe maybe Gilmore did want that 10 million dollars, that 12 million dollar bump to be up with those top guys. But the Patriots had money. They had the money to do it. And and I'm sure from what he's looking at, you're seeing outside guys get paid and you are not getting paid. I'm sure that plays into that factor. So maybe he was willing to take a, a $4 million bump earlier. And before the season started before um, uh, free agency started, And then you start seeing they're paying top dollar for Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Like you're giving those guys like real solid contracts. Now I want 6 million. Now I want 8 million. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the deal with negotiating here. And he's, he's
0: not really in a position where after this contract expires, he's really going to be able to hit it big with his next deal. He's probably looking at another two years in the league where he can make good money. And then that's probably going to be it. He might stick around and, and, you know, make five, $6 million a year here or there. He'll be, he'll end up like Josh Norman.
1: Yeah, that's a fair comp. I just, I don't know. I, I obviously I wish they got it done and, I just I do think that you could have if you gave him like a two three year deal locked him up I think your team is obviously much better and then you're set up in the next few years to have a really solid defensive base everything and and I think the uh, the biggest thing is the addition of Matt Judon this offseason. like I think that guy is Stuck. and we talked about it, we talked about during some of the preseason games he is everywhere and he does everything right like. I don't think they've announced the captains yet, but I think there's like a real good chance that Matthew Joan could randomly come out of nowhere and be a captain here. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't
0: be surprised. I wouldn't be but, surprised at all.
1: Like you like Dante Hightower was gone last season. He was a captain before he left. Joan Benley took over that role last year. So there are some captain spots open and it's not like it matters all that much to the team or to the to the fans, but I I, I know. I think the team really likes him. I think the fans are gonna love this guy.
0: Every anybody could be a captain too in the NFL, right? Like, yeah, you have fifty three captains if you want.
1: I think so. Yeah, you should. They should do that one year. Everybody gets a letter.
0: <laughs> You're a captain. 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 Captain.
1: They all start standing up on their desks. Like, oh, captain, my captain. The Dead Poets side. You've seen that movie? No. Oh. <laughs>
0: But I understand the reference, <laughs> SNL sketch.
1: That's, that's, that's fair,
0: I guess. Uh, they all stood up on their desks, and when one kid went to stand up on his desk, his head got chopped off by a ceiling fan. <laughs> Not really. Better than, S- better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Someone made an Of Mice and Men reference for me the other day, too, which is another movie I've never seen, but I have I understood the reference because I've seen it so many times in different like media where mm-hmm. they're like, Sending the guy out to greener pastures, and you know, <laughs> uh, what do we think about the running back situation in New England now?
1: Yeah, it was pretty interesting that they got rid of Sonny Michelle. I, I don't know if that says more about their like wanting to just get a future pick, or they just really like Ramondre Stevenson that how do much. You,
0: how do you feel about the return for Michelle?
1: I thought it was fair. I, I didn't think you were gonna get a whole lot. Like this is a, a guy who has been kind of injured, hasn't really produced to the level you wanted to wanted him to the last two years. Um, and he was gonna become a free agent and you weren't paying him. Like everybody, everybody knew you weren't re signing him. You had the option to give him the fifth-year option, you didn't give it to him. Like I'll, I'll take your mid-round picks, and I think they even adjusted it. To what to like uh, some new compensation?
0: Yeah, because they couldn't. I think they couldn't trade consecutive compensatory picks or something like that. So they basically got themselves a sixth round pick and a fourth round pick, and one of them, one of those picks is in a future draft, not right. not this year's coming up.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be fine with that. I was a little bit like I was like as a fan, like a little bit sadder than I expected to be, <laughs> just because I I don't know, like I had this. I had this hope for Sony Michelle that he would like one day like recapture his uh his 2018 Super Bowl run. You and then- you,
0: you and me are probably on the same page then because I got into it with me in a couple of weeks ago about how Sony Michelle was a bust of a draft pick and he was like what do you mean? He produced. And I was like he was drafted with the 31st overall pick and you just traded him for a 4th and a 6th. Like yeah. Of course that's a bust and he was like but you won with him and he was a big reason why and it's like I mean how difficult is it to find somebody to run three yards and fall into the end zone? But again, you, you, you give credit where credit is due. If you're going to talk about Sonny Michelle being uh, a, a bust, then obviously what is someone like Nikhil Harry or Dominique Easley or, you know, other guys that they've taken in the first round that they didn't necessarily win with?
1: No, I, I 100% agree. I, I, I wonder if they're just, like, really in love with Stevenson. He obviously had an incredible preseason, uh, led the league, I think, in rushing touchdowns and rushing yards against threes and fours. So, like, but does that really good trend? good doing it. Yeah, he did. He definitely looked good doing it. Um, I, I think Damian Harris is clearly the lead back here, and I think he runs – the difference between him and Michelle – Damian Harris runs hard and makes guys miss. Sony Michels runs into guys, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, like,
0: but like Harris could also run a guy over if he wanted, right?
1: To. Exactly. Like he 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 was he would break tackles, he would break ankles, and he would get to the end zone. Like I like Damian Harris. A, like I think he has a real good chance to be one of the better running backs in the league this year.
0: Meaty, um, meaty legs. I'm talking like <laughs> Maurice Jones Drew michael turner type legs right now yeah
1: he's got like saquon yes he, it, it, it is impressive it's yeah. very impressive also did you see his his happy birthday post to, to mac jones on instagram i did not like calling him his firstborn son and like pictures oh. of him in a blake bortles jersey at like some some concert <laughs> just just awesome there's so many alabama guys here now it's it's crazy.
0: i know the alabama it's the new rutgers
1: yeah that like probably like what Rutgers should have been like all this time. Like we should have been drafting the guys from the good schools and not
0: Rutgers. Probably, (laughs) probably. Yeah.
1: Probably would have helped.
0: You got three guys in your secondary that make up a, like the worst big 10 school in, (laughs) in the country. And one of them (laughs) was like an all pro. Yeah. And And then you had your coach for a second. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, Michael Bennett put that, uh, that to rest pretty quickly. (laughs) Very quickly. Um. No, but I think this will be a fun season for the Patriots. It'll definitely be a uh, that this type of year that every game we'll be able to look forward to, and and obviously everything's going to start off week one at home, Miami Dolphins. You going?
1: I'm not going. Ah, uh, unfortunately.
0: Uh that's right. You were there for the preseason game, so. You re- you were you really got to be the first one back. Let's be honest. it, yeah, it was the first one back.
1: Basically, the same thing. Yeah. Preseason football. I got to see a ton of guys who, I mean, some guys I didn't even know were out that's, there. That's <laughs> tough. So, so I, I'm the real winner here.
0: Yeah, and anytime they have three guys wearing the same number in three different colored jerseys, you know that you're in for one hell of a day.
1: Anytime I can see a defense that has Bill Murray and Michael Jackson on the field at the same time, what a star studded group.
0: And D Virgin.
1: True. What a gr-
0: <laughs> what a group this team had during the offseason. I know. Quinn Nordeen made the team too. Big surprise there.
1: That was almost more surprising than Cam Newton.
0: <laughs> I think it was more surprising than Cam Newton. When I when I, I woke up late, I woke up around like eleven thirty. I think the news on Cam Newton broke at like 10. And I was like, oh wow, I'm surprised, but not shocked. And then when they were like, Quinn Nordeen made the team and he will be the kicker, I was like, oh boy.
1: <laughs> that is a chance to go very wrong.
0: Yeah, very quickly too. But I think that's right. kind of the mentality is we'll see how much the guy can handle at the beginning. We won't let it get bad. And worst case scenario, we figure he's got the mentality of the job. If we can Teach him how to do it and be more consistent, then you hit a home run.
1: Yeah. And, and I think Nick Folk resigned to the practice squad anyway. So, yeah. like, you can always bring him up and maybe Nordine just does kickoffs and you have a sp- kickoff specialist only.
0: <laughs> I've seen Jake Bailey kick a couple of field goals. He looks pretty good. Yeah. Save him a roster spot. Uh, yeah. I don't see why not. It's not that difficult to do so. <laughs> but what are you, uh, what are you expecting week one for? for the return of the new England Patriots to Gillette stadium? Um,
1: it it had our chance to get really ugly. I think Uh, if, if Cam Newton was still here and they weren't performing well in this game for the first time with fans, I think it had a chance to go really bad. You talking birds? Yeah, I think, we even saw like when Brady was here, they didn't score like on the first two or three drives. You would start to hear it. And that's yeah. a guy who's won you a thousand Super Bowls. Yeah. So, so you're talking about a guy who had no success with the team for a full season and like your worst year in almost 20 years. Like, that's it. It's going to be tough to tough to uh not boo that or not deal with the booze there but I actually
0: um, I, I think that's a good thing and I think that was maybe one of the reasons that there was a motivation behind moving on from him not saying that should be the reason why is because you're afraid of the fans booing you I mean what are <clears> we the <throat> New York Mets the, the but the organization does want to keep going in positive directions and if they hear it they're probably booing for a reason and it's not a problem for you to look at in the, at the mirror, look at yourself in the mirror as an organization, Jeez, and kind of like reevaluate what are we doing here? Like what right. are we valuing is, is this guy really giving us the best chance of winning or are we too chicken shit to play the, the rookie that we drafted? So, but yeah, it would have, it would have been bad. It would have been ugly.
1: Yeah, I think fans are going to be more lenient, obviously, with with a, a rookie coming in there and starting his his first NFL game. Um, it, I think they have a pretty good shot to win this game. Like, I, I I think you, there are definitely better defenses in the league, as we talked about. Like, you're you're really relying on on Howard in the secondary for Miami. The rest of it, like, you can kind of attack with your tight ends again like if if Hunter Henry's out there and he shed his red contact jersey during this last week of practice so he should be ready to go if your tight, tight ends can can dominate the middle of the field and then you start bringing your safeties down which then should allow you to get some deep passes out there like i think this offense in this specific matchup has a pretty good chance of of competing and and, and putting up performing at a higher high level
0: Yeah, I I think I think regardless of who Miami was going to be playing to open up the season, I kind of am predicting them to get off to a slow start. I just there's something about Tua, like you said, it doesn't seem like they're totally sold on the guy. I mean, we're still hearing rumors about them being interested in acquiring Deshaun Watson. So they know that they're not there yet. And I think New England knows probably that they're not there yet. And having that mentality going into the game, being like, we are still the better team. We should win this game. It's our home opener. We want to get started off on the right foot. And to be honest with you, Mike, taking a look at the first four to six games of the season, you could argue that this is a must win. Like you have to to win the winnable games at the beginning of the year. You have to do it. Have Mm -hmm. to, have to, have to do it. Cause you don't know what the second half of the season is going to look like with, with Jones.
1: Right. It, it is, it is a very interesting setup that they have right now. And like you're right. Those first three to four weeks like you're, you're going to be facing the saints without Michael Thomas in, in a system where you don't really know what James is going to be yet. We're still waiting on our paycheck. Yeah. That'll be our homework. Me. And if I don't see my paycheck by next week, I, I swear to God, man.
0: Yeah, this is this is your homework, me and if you're listening to the podcast, Venmo me and Masala half your paycheck. Take a screenshot of it, and then, oh, he doesn't have a password to the to the. Well, we'll figure
1: it out. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. Well, I just want my money. Where's my money, man? I just need that. Mm, um, good OJ. <laughs> I yeah, I I think they have they have a real good shot to to win this game, and and they're. You're right. They have to win the early winnable games because once you get to that week four matchup and uh, I know it's just another game on the schedule, but no one's going to treat that like just another game.
0: Nobody. No, no, I I agree.
1: Even though they'll all
0: say they will, they won't.
1: Right. And the big question marks are uh, how like Miami has two guys on the COVID list already. They announced them this morning. They're going to miss the game already.
0: Oh, you know what? That's actually a good point. Something that I wanted to mention. I don't know if, because this year I'm pretty much in every single fantasy football league company. Like, I don't even know how to, like, ESPN, I have a league. Yahoo, I have a league. Sleeper, I have a league. The NFL.com app, I have a league. Like, (laughs) And none of them really seem to be taking into consideration people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated. Like I would love to. And again, not that they could actually tell you who's vaccinated and unvaccinated because of HIPAA. Right. But I would love to know if I'm drafting a guy or just picked up a guy that's not vaccinated. And within like the drop of a hat, he'll be unavailable for an entire week.
1: Right. Put, put that like next to him. Like, you know how it has the IR designation we will just say IR. Just like a little V. Right
0: yeah. next to Yeah. V or you.
1: Yeah. I should, they should do that. I'm not, I think it's a I great s- idea.
0: I've seen on some of them, they have a C for COVID if they're on the COVID list, but that then doesn't help me because I don't know if they're going to be back in 24 hours or a week.
1: Right. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year for that kind of stuff. And I don't want to get too deep into that because I mean, you could talk about that stuff for another two hours, but it's Monday of a game that's on Sunday and you already have uh, a tackle that will possibly be out for Miami and their backup tight end is already out and the tight end has already proven to be a positive test it's not like a close contact or anything so if that spreads they're not canceling games this year they said that they're right. they're, they're not they're going to do everything possible to to not cancel games you could well, go out there with 40 guys
0: i think they said that they would forfeit games
1: right but how my sorry, my the way the way what's that I like, what's like I the
0: minimum that you would need before the right. game would be considered a like, forfeit. Like, like are you question. going to
1: go out there with like thirty players? I mean, you get you technically have enough to field offense and a defense.
0: You only need eleven. Right. Could you imagine that? <laughs> I would forfeit. I would just be like, guys are going to get hurt. Right. This is the Bishop,
1: Bishop Sycamore game. They're playing two ways and oh. and the full full teams. South Harmon Institute of Technology <laughs> Junior College. Bishop was, Sycamore was their name was BS, and no one. I know. No one saw it. I know. <laughs> it's like
0: they had. Oh man, what a story! What a story! How did nobody know about that? This guy was like, had a warrant out for his arrest and right, like bringing in convicts. To, <laughs> this was like a combination of accepted in the longest yard.
1: It, I just, it, it is the bench warmer scene going yeah. up. I, I am 12. Yes, <laughs> like throw, slides in a fire dog bell. <laughs> yep,
0: absolutely unbelievable. And I missed it didn't watch the game and they were no, on. Neither TV. Did I. Neither uh, did I. I missed it. Funny story about IMG Academy though. Years ago when I was scouting, I got a, a message from someone who said they were taking over the, the hockey division for that, that prep school and uh, was looking for players. I don't think that the hockey team ever ended up becoming a real thing, but I could look it up, I guess. But IMG Academy, I was familiar with it. I was like, yeah, that place is stacked with Eight. stud athletes.
1: You've already gone further than ESPN or, like, the collegiate high school oh, football yeah. leagues because you questioned it. You questioned whether or not it was real. It's
0: true. It's definitely true. Oh, uh, so I-, I think we
1: both have... A win in this I, game, right? I,
0: I I do, yeah. I I gotta take them as a win. And I think uh, you know, we we had talked before we started recording. Uh we want, we wanna come up with some plans, some weekly plans that uh maybe some picks, some parlays, things that we can hold ourselves accountable for throughout the season. Uh that way we have bragging rights. And we've also got our, our four man fantasy football league.
1: Yeah. That was that was a wild scene. When I checked back <laughs> in and I saw that it was just us four, I was like, wow, this is gonna be yeah. I mean the stack lineups, to say the least. I, yeah, I, uh,
0: there are three leagues now, though, where I have Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey. So, You're but it's pretty
1: well for you. But in this
0: four man league, my second running back is also Saquon Barkley. So <laughs> it's kind of like, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, True. But Ma- Mike, I think that's probably going to do it for another, another episode of moving the goalposts. And pardon me, but I think I'm drawing a blank on what episode we're on. I want to say
1: episode 55, though. I want to say 55 as well.
0: Like a Willie McGinnis 55?
1: Uh, yeah, like a... Like a Josh Uche 55?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Like a uh, Johnny Boychuk 55?
1: Yep. Um, Ooh. Like a...
0: Like a Ryan Kalish 55. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a great one. You can't, you can't beat that. I, I think we're ending on the
0: Ryan Kalish. We, we, we might have to end on the Ryan Kalish. There's definitely a lot of Patriots out there post McGinnis, but we can't think of them all. Can't think of all of them right now. True. But, uh, but no, that'll do it for, for another episode, episode 55 of moving the Goalposts, Mike, Before before we sign off, do you have something that you're looking forward to this week? Maybe a sports take that you didn't get a chance to say. Mike, do you have a final blow?
1: Not sports-related. I started watching Star Wars this weekend. Thank you. So I w- I watched A New Hope. The second time I've seen this, because I've, I've tried to start it before, and uh, I think I got caught up on, like, episode five or six. Um, I I kind of really like A New Hope. Let's I don't- go! <laughs> I- <laughs> oh, it's happening! <laughs> like, it just... Like some of the things, I know it's a movie from the 70s, so it's like the So is The Godfather
0: and, the and Jaws, and people love you those movies. You want to talk
1: movies. about overrated movies? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. I, I liked A New Hope, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, yeah. these these next few kind of pull me in because I, I watched it yesterday at work as, as I've been working the weekends these last few weekends, which is why I wasn't here. And I... Uh, Sat there, I watched it and I finished it and I was immediately like, I want to watch the next episode. Yes. I, I want to watch the next movie. And I didn't have it on me at the time. So uh I think I think this is it. I think I'm diving in, like finally, fully. All right. And I'm
0: I'm telling you, I've said this to you so many times in the past about if you're gonna watch a movie, like a movie, a modern Star Wars movie that I think anybody can enjoy is Rogue One. Right. And now that you've watched a new hope and you've enjoyed and appreciated A New Hope, Masala, I guarantee you will love Rogue One.
1: Well, that, The thing for me has always been, like, obviously I missed them when I was a kid, so right. like, I missed the whole nostalgia factor of this is such, such a cool experience. They're so kids' I, I that too,
0: so like that's kind of when you have to watch them.
1: Right. And I see, like, the trailers for the newer ones, and I'm like, these just look cool. Like, they look like something I would enjoy. I just don't have the uh, 10 other movies. I haven't caught yeah. up on all of them. So now I have to like get back into it because I really think I would like the newer ones, even though some people don't <laughs> tend to like the newer ones as
0: much. But but the people that don't like the newer ones usually are hardcore Star Wars fans. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in more of like what the movie looks like. You probably will enjoy it more than the the average Star Wars fan. See, you're actually going to end up liking this stuff more than the people who like
1: it. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm going to end up being a huge Star Wars guy in like like, two weeks. So this is going to be a problem.
0: But you didn't like Mandalorian, though, or you couldn't get into it.
1: Yeah. So I I watched like the first episode, maybe first two episodes, and I I didn't fall in love with it. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like I have, I've heard some people that have been like, "You don't need to watch the movies, like you don't need to fall in love with it." But I think having that connection yeah. makes people want to watch it more. It, like it, if it was just if it was just a random universe with this bounty hunter, I don't know if people would have loved the show as much as they did because it was connected to Star Wars. Too. You know what?
0: I could kind of compare it to if we wanted to keep things sports related, it would be like having a favorite team in a in a sport. Like, like I love the Bruins. But if I'm going to watch NHL hockey, I only watch the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what's going on in the rest of the league. So when I'm watching the Bruins play, no matter who their opponent is, I've, I've got no kind of benchmark to compare them to. Right. That, that's probably what people would say about watching Mandalorian. Like you can enjoy the show, but in order to really get into everything, having the context of the entire universe uh, it definitely enhances the experience.
1: I'm excited oh, and nervous.
0: Don't be nervous.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of movies, man.
0: Yeah. Less than James Bond. Less than Marvel. Fair. Less than did, Marvel. But Marvel. Marvel. But I loved like Marvel. But you also from... haven't seen Incredible Hulk.
1: Yeah. I heard. I just heard that movie stinks. That's, I like Everybody it. tells me that.
0: I, I think it's an okay movie. It's just not a great movie. It's fair. You know what, though? My final blow. It was going to be the return of the NFL season. We kind of spent some time talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for the inspiration, then. I'm looking forward to watching Shang-Chi this week. I saw that this weekend. Very good. Was it
1: good? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm glad. It was definitely a movie. Again, it's a it's an introduction to a, a hero yep. that you haven't seen before in a movie. So I was a little nervous going into it that it was gonna be like a like a, it had a chance to flop in my mind, mm-hmm. and and uh, it came out like I first of all like beautiful movie like yeah it visually looks yeah visually beautiful movie soundtrack was awesome, but I, I think like the story of it was very interesting and they they did a good job kind of like wrapping it all up, and and that's the tough part of doing your first of a uh like your introduction to a superhero it, your introduction.
0: It's been a little bit of a challenge for me, not a, not a really difficult challenge, but this is definitely the first movie Marvel movie in a long time where I haven't seen it either the day it came out or the day after it came out. So yeah. not necessarily I'm avoiding spoilers intentionally. Um, I've already seen some thumbnails on YouTube about like Easter eggs and post credit scene, mid credit scene type stuff. So at least I know that that's there yeah um and that's the stuff that i like about the marvel movies or one of the things that i like about the marvel movies is there's something you can like sink your teeth into right and, uh, and really talk about so
1: yeah it's kind of Michael- like the star wars thing they getting in, involved in in the whole universe like if you could find that one little thing that connects to this old movie or this this comic book it it really makes it that much better for you also i went to this movie in the theaters, obviously. I don't know if it's even they're doing the Disney Plus thing. No, they're not. This will
0: be the first my first time in a theater in two and a half years, maybe.
1: If you are still going to Marvel movies and going to like random kind of of random ones like this one, this one, it's not getting as hyped as some of the other ones. And you are still leaving before the post credit scenes come up. Oh, yeah. uh, Like I want you to never you should not be allowed to go to a Marvel movie ever again.
0: Yeah, unless (laughs) they've already seen it, I guess. Which, depending on what time you saw it, is pretty impossible. Or it was the
1: second second day in the morning, so it's like you would have had to have gone to like the midnight showing or the the night showing, whatever they do now.
0: Or you have to be the hardcore fan to have seen it twice, and I think the the hardcore fan is probably once (laughs) at night and then in the morning. But the hardcore fan is still going to stick around through the trailers or through whatever they're called, the credits. Credits. There you go. Uh, episode 55 of moving the goalposts thank you everybody for listening as always we want to make sure that you're following along with us throughout the week you can catch me on twitter and instagram at and 94 Mike once again where can the listeners reach you
1: you can find me on twitter at mike underscore masala or on instagram at mike masala nfl
0: follow along on the moving the goalposts twitter and instagram pages they can be found at moving the posts Mike until next time
1: Later, brother.